Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Pop of the morning, everyone, and welcome to Popcorn Culture. As always, I'm your one true host, Jazzy J, joined as usual by my brother, the one true co-host, Buzzy Benjamin B. Ben. How are you doing today? Just truly splendiferous. Truly, truly great. Yeah? Uh, yeah, we just got back from a week-long vacation at the beach. We sure did. Which I must I must say, like, while, while I mean, um, it was it was awesome. Great week with the whole fam and everything. However, adjusting to vacation life with seven children. Yes. It's a brand new ball game. It is a brand new ball game for sure. Um, this one, I think, I, I think it's the first one where we haven't had anyone who, well, I wouldn't say like newborn. I guess Holden is still under a year old. So never mind. Still had a newborn on the trip. We still had, yeah, but still we had, had a newborn. But we had six uh, mostly mobile kids wandering around the house and beach. Uh, yeah. for uh, for the for the duration of the week and it was definitely a very um i don't know i would actually say because we've been to the beach several times now with um with kids in tow and uh this isn't even like the twins first uh, voyage to the beach uh either but i would say that like i feel like uh, somewhere along the way in the past year or so at least in my family i feel like we have crossed a bridge in terms of travel where it suddenly feels way more possible and the kids are much more like self-contained. I mean, the, the, I mean, Nick and eight are still like only three. So there's, they're not like, you know, completely independent or anything, but there was like, you know, in past trips, if they were, you know, you felt uncomfortable, like, where are they in the house? Like, I need to probably have an eye on them. They might be doing something dangerous. Right, um, right. Or not not something they know was dangerous, but just something that could hurt them. And this trip, it was very different. It was like, oh, yeah, if we're in the house, you can pretty much be anywhere. And I trust the three of you not to be in mortal peril. <laughs> right, <know>? right. <laughs> yes, which which is something that I feel like um, Addie is definitely just getting her own sea legs. And I felt like maybe I'm not quite across the that bridge yet where uh it the the number one game that addy seemed to figure out like essentially on day one mm-hmm. uh was that the beach house that we had was able to house all 15 of us so eight adults and seven children yep. and uh part of that was was possible because there was a bunk room yes. where at the very least your three boys and um potentially olivia as well our, our niece would be able to sleep and inside of that bunk room were ladders that would go to the top the bunk. top bunk yeah which addy absolutely loved loves her some stairs and so she would go up and down the stairs up and down the stairs then finally not even even finally very quickly did she discover that not only up the stairs but then into the bunk room and up the ladder yes and into the bunk bed and into the bunk bed and so i felt like the number of different moments where it was like no no where's Addie? and i know exactly where she is right like yeah so there was literally one moment where i was like (sighs) so i could go sprinting you know like upstairs just make sure she's okay and she's like 
she's halfway up the ladder and she just turns her head to look at me, just like this huge grin. So fortunately, I actually had my phone out. So I even have like a picture of her like midway up the ladder. Yeah, it's a pretty funny like, picture. Yeah, it was yeah. like, but I, oh man, I just, I was having this, uh, this total, we were talking about it last week a little bit. And so I was trying to be really good. I, and I actually, I practiced a whole bunch of this, but we talked about catastrophizing. Yeah. And so in my head, my instinct the whole weekend was like, at some point in time, there's going to be a, a thump. There's going to be that that sound of one of the kids falling off the top bunk. Oh right! And and I was trying really hard to like like to to quiet that that voice in the back of my mind. Being right. Like, it's okay. It's okay. They're all right. They're doing okay. They're yeah. being careful. Um. But obviously, I mean, Addie's still like you know 19 months old, so she's she's still small enough to where I don't know that I can completely trust her to not be causing mayhem. But yeah. Uh. In the meantime, though, she absolutely. I mean, it was wild and so endlessly interesting. Um to see the impact of Addie spending so much time around other small children. Yeah. Like her vocabulary like exploded. Really? In the past week. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So like we've been doing like all these like different little, you know, gesture activities and stuff like that with her where she's been like, you know, like where, where are your eyes? And she can like point to, you know, her eyes, like where's your, like, where's your hair? And she'll like, you know, grab her head or like, right. where's your feet? And like, but like literally like halfway through the week, she was just like mouth. You know, it was like, what did you just say? What did you say? What did you, did you say? say? Nose, eyes, hair, hat. Like, right. you know, it's like, you're just like, oh my gosh, this is wild. Unlocking it. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy what, like, yeah, socialization with other, um, you know, kids your age or nearby. Right. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Can do. It definitely, it definitely feels like I can see where, um, and people say this, but like, you know, if you, if you do have like an older sibling, uh, like, I feel like you do develop a little bit faster because mm-hmm. you have that like working example of like, right. Like, sort of like leapfrogging you ahead forward on, on some of the big things. So, yeah. um, that was really interesting. And it was really cool just to even like see her be old enough to be able to like play, like truly play with the other, the other kids. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was really fun seeing Luke. Yeah. Play too. I think he, he in particular, I think was good at like playing with Addie and then with Holden. I think he really liked like, um, being the the oldest kid there and then playing with like the little kids yes and like entertaining them um stuff so it was fun like when i would look over and like see because i rarely get to see him like at school interacting with just other kids without him like being hyper aware of your presence or anything right so it's fun to just like watch him in like a natural environment just like what's gonna what are you gonna do how are you gonna how do you act when you don't think i'm watching you know (laughs) yes definitely yeah it, it was so funny too because i i feel like uh he he is of an age where it's like he's actually able to like definitely and for me to see it as well it was really interesting like think more creatively than i would expect so like there was one point in time where I was literally hanging out in the living room and I had been in there for like 30 minutes time or something, you know, just like interacting or going in. And I'm sure that other things happened, but I guess at some point in time they were playing hide and seek and Luke was hiding so well. And like all of a sudden like appeared from underneath this like coffee table wicker Mm, basket container (laughs) thing. And I was like, how long were you there? Oh like, man, Luke is good at hide and seek. There's he was crushing no it. Doubt. Yeah. Absolutely crushing it. Mm-hmm. He just popped out of nowhere. And just popped out of nowhere. Yeah, he's got a creative mind for it and he's like small enough to just fit in tons of little spaces and stuff. And so sometimes like when you're playing, I think he likes being found a lot of the time. So like if he's like under a blanket or something nearby, he'll just like start laughing and it's like, oh, okay, that's pretty yeah, easy. Where's Luke? Yeah, but yeah. there are times where he'll just find a spot and you're like, man, that was so good. You know, this is funny though because I, I it also reminds me of when we were kids and we would go to our grandparents' house and play hide and seek and the complete and utter lack of respect for uh, like our grandparents' spaces, yeah. I feel like. Like I, I remember 
as a small child, because it was like similar to b- both of us were, but similar to Luke and that we were like really small frame and could like fit in tight spaces and stuff. And I remember like, you know, one Christmas, all of us and the cousins were playing hide and seek and I would like literally run in trying to find like, you know, that place you haven't thought of before. Right. And would go to like their clothing hamper. Yeah. Take everything out of it. Right. Get inside of the clothing hamper. Sure. And it's like to I, I can't imagine what it was like for grandma and grandpa to come up at the end of the day and be like. Why are all of my clothes not on the floor? Yeah. Like what's what, going what, on what, here? What's going on here? But like, I mean, with, with zero regard for anything, it was just like, well, right. call these out so I can get in. Right. This whole home is my play place and I will treat it as I see fit. Right. Yeah. So it, it's funny because I can even remember being in the driver's seat in that moment of my thoughts being like, oh, this is fine. See, yeah. This is nothing to be worried fine. about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, that's it's definitely uh, it, it's cool to watch the kids definitely like go from being so small to the point where they were sort of just like, you know, like you need to like really like attend to them and then yeah. watch them like entertain themselves. Yeah. Yeah. It was um, the other part of it. I feel I feel like is a the a, a, a different milestone I reached on this particular trip was like um, like accepting maybe like the the death of my old vacation self oh if you will yeah interesting. where it's like you know i've been on plenty of vacations with luke and nick and nate at this point but um before that i obviously went on tons of vacations with the family where when you as soon as you get there you're just like you're in vacation mode i you know you're old enough you can just do whatever you want you're in complete you know go, go play here go do that sit on the chair be by yourself play with everyone whatever right you know like when you're a kid at the beach it's amazing even but, even like the the first couple of years like out of college when we go on these beach trips and like you know you would get out there and nobody had kids yet and yeah. it was like like it would not have been uncommon for me to have the full expectation for myself to read not like one book but like multiple books oh yeah like i plan to sit my butt in the chair for like six hours a day right you know, yeah. in front of the ocean do whatever i want i right. got all the relaxation in the world i can tell that i read exactly zero pages of anything while i was at the beach this year well done well yep. done yeah yep. but um i think i just like my like over time you know those first couple times you're there and you're just like oh my gosh like i'm trying to relax like i'm like when i'm at the beach i'm trying to have fun it's like now every time i try and have fun i got to go take care of this baby or i got to hold him or i got to feed him or i got to change a diaper or bleh, yeah you know go yeah, do bedtime time, and it's time, like yep. like when am i supposed to be having any fun <sighs> and um I think slowly over time that like expectation has just eroded away and I feel like I had I completely that it is completely gone. That mountain has been just destroyed. Wow. And, you know, it's just gone. Impressive. And on the flip side though, it's not like it wasn't it's not the tragedy you think though where it's like, oh man, that's just it. Vacations aren't fun anymore. It was just this like turning the corner onto this new road where it was like the point of the vacation is just to play with the kids. Like that was all I wanted to do at any point. Like my, my having fun will be at the um, will will come from playing with them. And that is how I am planning to have fun on this trip. It is not like I'm not here for my own enjoyment. I'm here to play with them. And that is what's going to make me happy. And I feel like that uh, going in just sort of like I don't think I even like consciously thought that it was just sort of like this is my expectation now going in. And it just like I feel like it just made like a whole world difference. Like I remember being on vacations in the past where I've just felt like horribly stressed and just like like upset and like unable to place like why it's there. And I think that's probably what it was. It was just sort of like 
yeah, and I'm supposed to be on vacation. I'm supposed to be having fun. Like I'm not. I'm just working all the time. And it's just like I wasn't even expecting any of that this time. It was just I'm just here and I'm just going to play with the kids as much as possible. And that's what I did. And it was like just such a better trip all around. I feel like it was probably like the best beach vacation I've had in like five years or something. That is awesome. Yeah, that is so cool. Yeah, and I mean, it's such a big such a big development step forward. But you're I mean, you're definitely right. We did. We did some cool stuff on this trip as well, where, we did. I, where I did feel like uh, like big shout out to mom and dad, by the way, who yes. were incredibly helpful with the kiddos. Um, but we, we also got to go and um, while we were there, we rented jet skis. Yes, jet we skis, did yeah, to go on like the like the intercoastal waterway. So if you can imagine like the way that the, the Holden Beach is situated, it's like it is like an island that is like maybe um, like 200 yards from land. And so there's a big strip of water that goes in between like the island itself that is like with all the oceanfront properties and you know all the all the rest of like the houses and everything yeah and then like just the mainland so this like inner area or the intercoastal you can go and like we, we rented the jet skis and we were able to like get out there and just like kind of let them rip absolutely let them rip yeah and this was this was so fun because i feel like jet skis were one of those things that to me for the longest time i always felt it was like illegal to beyond one beyond like, one or yeah i'd like yeah this was this was my first time ever being on a jet ski ever was that the same for you i i think that i had been on one as like a middle schooler uh where i was a passenger but mm. i i certainly had never been in the driver's seat and really i would even say that on that occasion it was just far enough to be brought out into the middle of the lake so i could hop in the water and get on like a like a tube to go to right okay um so like I had never been like full speed on one or like, you know, cut turns or yeah. done some figure eights or anything like right that. Right now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I went in complete. Yeah. Jet ski virgin, never been on one right. at all in any capacity. And I was, it was like, we, you know, we signed up to go do it and I knew we were going to be able to do it. And, uh, that, that it would, I, I really didn't know what to expect other than I feel like for some reason or not for some reason, but my entire life, like the, uh, description of jet skis is that they are a kind of fun that seems like it's outside the normal rules of fun or something like everyone who talks about jet skis is like oh my god it's the best thing in the whole world like not only is it super fun but it's even more fun than that like and then you think you you think you know what i'm talking about but you don't have any idea i feel like i've heard comedians do bits about just like no you, you can't well, buy happiness but you can buy a jet ski right so, like, that, you know, so you're wrong so you can buy happiness it's like like you watch loki and it's like owen wilson's character uh mobius he's just like you know what i'm this weird automaton in this we uh you know futuristic timeless space and the the only thing I care about is jet skis, right? You know, yeah. Everything about jet skis my entire life has been described to me as they're basically the most fun you can actually have like, but actually, yeah. but like I'm not being hyperbolic here actually. And so I was going in like, I feel like it's made me like nervous to do it. I'm like, I'm never going to ride jet skis for the first time again. Or like, what if I do this and it's not fun? Or what if I'm like too afraid to go fast? Or, you know, what if the waves are just really choppy? Or what if I fall, you know? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean, the what if you fall thing was definitely something on the back of my mind as well. Because yeah. the, the area of water that you're in is primarily <clears throat> occupied by like fishing vessels and, and shrimping boats and stuff like that. that like are going and bringing fresh seafood in for the island. And so it's like there are sharks in these waters is like yeah. literally in my mind i'm like it's like when you're out in the ocean it's like surely there are sharks somewhere in the intercoastal it's like they are everywhere in my mind i'm like because like surely they're throwing like chum in the it water is, and that is so interesting because i think beth had like the same fear she's like i'm like there could be sharks down there and i'm like like 
my fear of crashing has nothing to do with wildlife. You okay, know? okay. It was just like the impact with the yeah, water. The impact or... with the water or like harming the machine or yeah, just the embarrassment of crashing or something. Right. Or yeah, any of that. I wasn't, I, there was, yeah, no concern of mine was that if I crash, I will be attacked by sharks. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> One less thing to worry about. One less thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like this was, uh, I was having a conversation with uh, our buddy Mike in response to last week's episode where, where we were again talking about catastrophizing type stuff and I was like sometimes you need to be a little bit informed to properly catastrophize because mm. you can't fear sharks if you never even considered it before exactly you know and so like if anything that's better yeah well we asked the guy beforehand too oh, or someone are, asked him you are right like are there sharks and he was like no yeah he's like dolphins maybe and I was yeah. like I was like well where are there dolphins could there be sharks <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know so I was like so my mind was still trying to like fight against it but uh, but totally totally let go of that so then all that being said though so you had these high expectations for what jet skiing was going to be like did yes. you did you feel like it was like i think uh so i got out there and i was a little like uh you know there's there's like i want to get i wanted some time to get you know used to it a little bit like how fast does this go how do you turn what is the braking like and then i think the other thing was like being concerned like how will like the the wakes or like will how will it handle like the any any like um yeah wakes or and the like or bigger uh, drifts in the water or something yep. like will you get airborne will you just sort of coast over them like how do you because you know we've been in boats before out on like Lake Champlain on like a choppy day and I remember like sitting on the front of a boat and like hanging on for dear life as you just like thumped and thumped oh. and thumped back onto the water and I was like if it's like that I'm not gonna have any fun right 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 yeah, yeah. especially imagining doing this at the ocean but the yeah. water was water was pretty calm and most of the things that were that that you could run into were just caused by other boats yeah we're just caused by other boats so I I think I had like a, a hundred yard stretch where I was just sort of getting used to it. Um, the one thing that uh, was like tripping me up at first was sort of the just the wind because like I felt like as I was going like you could just sort of feel the wind blowing you and I was like oh, okay so you just gonna turn into the wind a little bit here but it did not take long at all for me to just send it like full throttle pull the trigger as hard as I could and just like let it rip. <laughs> yep, <laughs> yeah. And that I think is where where jet skis just truly yeah. uh, excel in a way that uh, almost every other motorized activity uh can't yeah. which like you know it's like you get your driver's license for example or even i've even thought about this before because like i grew up really admiring and liking you know like like we were really into like hot wheels as a kid so like yeah. when i got old enough to the point where it was like i could like you know look at a car on the road and be like oh i would really like that or like you know i would watch like videos or top gear or whatever and it'd be like oh this car you know like the the new subaru wrx sti can do zero to 60 in three seconds or something right. like that. you know it'd be like whoa Ugh. but then like there's also the reality of the fact that there are like rules of the road there right. are other drivers you're not just like in like a like what i've always wanted to do in a car is just literally go into like the world's largest parking lot where there are no anythings and i can like rip donuts rip and just yeah. go as fast as i can and then like turn the wheel and drift and like you know they're they're all the things that you that like well i say you want to do assuming that everybody else also wants to do these things of course but of course. But, but, but maybe they don't maybe they nobody else has ever aspired to this like when i watched tokyo drift i was like i can't wait to go and find a parking garage that surely won't mind if i drift all the turns right like, you know, like if i try hard enough i could probably find this happening in my local area exactly yeah, right yeah, like this is accomplishable and then it's like yeah. it, no it's not like you like you know and when you're in a car it's like it doesn't matter how fast it goes zero to 60 because realistically like you shouldn't be launching off of yeah you know there's like, no situation where you're going from parking to 60 like unless you pull over on the side of the road and you get back into your car 
and now you need to get back up to speed or something. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So it's like, you know, and then, and yeah. So it, there's, there's so, there's so many circumstances where like it, the idea of like being able to like just go fast or just go like play. It's like, well, within reason. But then I feel like with the jet skis, it was just like, no, you can pretty much just go. You and can just go. You can just go rip it. And yeah. I mean, obviously use caution and, and don't feel like everything is possible. And there's the, there is the ability to flip them and stuff like that, which they warned us about. But you know, it was, I mean, it was about as much like just being on like, just like a, a complete playground as an adult with a vehicle that can go 50 miles an hour. Yeah, pretty and much. That was, it was like, this is awesome yeah you could i mean they got up to speed real quick yes. and i think i sort of had this extra i don't know like i don't know if i think this was a like protection or like just like a knowledge gap or something but um it seemed like some of the jet skis we had on were set to like you could see the speedometer or whatever and some were set to miles per hour and some were set to kilometers per hour oh sure, sure and so sure, yep. mine was set to kilometers per hour so like uh i wasn't like doing the mental math for what what is the miles per hour on it you know right I was like, I don't necessarily know how fast I'm going, meaning I don't have like a good um, sense of like, is this dangerous or something? You're like, what is what's 86 kilometers per hour? I don't know. Is that, you know, yeah, how, how do you do that translation? Yeah. Roughly 50 something. Yeah, it's like 55 or something, somewhere between 50 and 55. So um, which I, yeah, I f- figured it out after the fact that was about as fast as I got going was 86 kilometers per hour. Okay. So, and that was, you know, um, just letting it rip full throttle on the flat water and like trying to even duck my head down to make myself a little more aerodynamic or something. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But, uh, what I thought was really funny is I think, uh, so, uh, the six of us went, it was me, you, Beth, Alice, Tyler, and Emily. And, um, yeah, I, I think everyone, everyone had a blast, but when we finished it. Um, Beth was asking like, or, like wait, did any of you guys like go like pull the trigger all the way like every single person was like yes <laughs> yeah, and, it was and like, she was like what yeah. I, that did not even occur to me right like, yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought that was really funny because yeah. I was like there I was feeling like like I, I, I kept almost waiting for like the other shoe to drop so to speak like you know we got out there and I was like well, we rented them we had them for an hour like you know like is, is somebody going to tell me at some point in time that like I'm not allowed to that I'm not allowed to have fun or that like I need to like do it differently. Or someone's going to be like, oh, I'm sorry, we actually can't let you out there or something like that. And it right. was just like, it was just like, this is just happening. Here right we now. go. We're doing this here. <laughs> Alice looked at me and she was like, I think that might be the happiest I've seen you in years. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it was pretty fun. It re- you, do you know what it reminded me a lot of as I was doing it was when we were kids at grandma and grandpa's and we could ride the three wheeler around. Yes. Yes. Because yep. they have, um, they have just this big giant field in the back of their yard or not yard it's just like their backyard farm their farm that's the right word they have a just farm and you would uh there was like just like one little path on the back like a lot of it was kind of bumpy and stuff but there was one track and you could just set the three-wheeler on it and you could push it full throttle yes and i mean i don't know how fast the thing could go i don't think probably more than like you know 15 miles an hour or something but um, maybe a little faster. I don't know. But when you were a kid, it felt like you were going, you know, just the, the knowledge that you were pushing this thing as fast as it could go was like amazing. Yes. And you just felt like like you were king of the world, ripping down that in your, you know, you're outside, you're in a field, you're on a piece of machinery, you know. I, I think yeah. you're absolutely right. I think that there is a strong possibility that since we were riding on the three wheelers as kids, or the three wheeler, the, the singular one that like, I have basically been spending most of my adult life trying to do everything that I can to find myself in a position where I can have that freedom mm-hmm. 
once again. Once again. Like, like I would, I would almost say like just about every decision that I've made is like, maybe not like on the surface, incredibly obvious, but below the surface. What, like what I'm always trying to do is find myself back in a position where I can recapture that magic, that magic yeah. to being on the three wheeler to being on the three wheeler. So like, you know, <laughs> like several years ago, uh, now I think back in 2020, Allie and I bought um, like like a piece of land that we hope yeah. to like build a house on, you know, sometime in the next few years. And um, one of the big things about like purchasing it is that I was like, I am one step closer. Like once once I have it, there is no one who can stop me from building a trail and buying a three wheeler. And I'm like just right. getting up in the morning and being like, before I even have coffee, like I'm gonna go take a lap. I'm gonna go take a lap <laughs> on the three wheeler, man. I'll go warm it yeah. up for you. <laughs> yeah, I did. I will say I did eventually crash the three wheeler in the lamest way possible. Yeah, it kind of yeah. ran over you while you were on it. Well, it was like this situation where like. It was it was the summer like after I'd had that like pectus bar surgery. Yeah. So I was like yep. fresh off of that, but it had been long enough that I could like walk around and basically act normal again. But like mom w- uh, was you know understandably nervous that this was going to affect my um, my riding. You know, isn't it like <clears throat> so much more apparent now that you are a parent? The way in which you would be like, mm, he just had surgery. I'm right. not sure if he should be on a not motorized sure vehicle that. That, that is famous for flipping. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't even think you could buy a three wheeler now. Or I'm certainly somewhere sells them or you could get one. Like, I bet grandpa would just give you the one he has. I'm sure it's still in perfect working order. Yeah. But um, uh, I bet that's true. I bet that's true. And I'm sure it would make him super happy to know it was still being put to use. But yeah, it's not like a, you would just be so much better off having like an ATV or a four wheeler or something. Yeah. yeah. Um. They're probably they can probably go faster and are safer. It even feels like when it comes to three wheelers, putting the the single wheel in the back always seems like it makes more sense to me because if you turned a three wheeler with the, with the front wheel too quickly, it's like it's just like immediately it, going to tip. It's not it's not even hard to imagine why it will tip. Yeah. It's like oh yeah, that makes sense completely. Yeah, 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 yeah. You definitely had to like slow it down to turn. Right. Yes. And then you know immediately pick it right back up to speed. Absolutely. But, yeah, I do remember like, but I remember the the like the the worry dripping into me as well like i need to take it a lot slower and i think the act of going slower made me worse at riding and then i hit some i went off the course and there was like it's bumpy off the course and then the bumps threw me off and i yeah whatever so there was that the thing i remember about that was the first time i had ever seen the application of gauze uh, and ever since then i feel like i've been certain that the gauze made it worse uh, but i feel (laughs) like what happened was and correct me if i'm wrong but it feels like you were riding and if you can imagine like you know your front tire you're sitting on the saddle and then there's like the two wheels that are like like beneath your hips so to speak and it seemed like what happened was you came off and like your right or left leg basically got like stuck underneath one of the tires which then as it spun basically like took a layer of skin off of the back of your yeah leg. yeah i think i was wearing flip-flops and like the the flip-flop got stuck in the tread and it got like almost like sucked under or something yeah i don't really remember it it happened pretty quick right um all things considered i was pretty okay other than having a little uh, you know rubber burn on the entire backside of my leg <laughs> which is just which is just painful oh it's just like, painful it's just it just like, burns yeah. yeah it's just like stinging like bad sunburn but, yeah, yeah um anyway but i always remember yeah like your leg being like like coated in vaseline and then like wrapped in gauze and i was always like oh and you pull the the it just looks so gross. It's gonna hurt yeah. so bad. Mm, mm. <laughs> just like that little extra stick. Yeah. Uh, anyway, wounds, anyway. wounds aside. Wounds um, aside. But yeah. So uh, was there? So this is this is the Ben problem. I'll, I'll present to you, which is that like. So I, I feel like getting off the jet skis. I was like, 
I need to be sure that I have more access to this immediately. Oh, <laughs> like, did you have any of that? Or were you kind of like, I'm fine if this is like a vacation thing? I well, I don't like um, we don't have like a like a, you know, if, if we had a lake house and didn't own a jet ski, I would have been like, well, we obviously have to get some of these because those are super fun. Right. But as someone who doesn't even like who does. Yeah, who we don't have a lake house. And I mean, you have a boat, but we don't have boats. Um, you know, like I wouldn't mind going to the lake and like renting jet skis or something on the weekend, but I'm not like, I try, I'm not like in my mind, like owning a jet ski is certainly not a priority at the moment because like one, like where would I keep it and when would I use it? And like the infrastructure just doesn't exist for me to even want to own a jet ski. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And and this is, this is like the, like, like the cart before the horse analogy that like I always find myself stuck in, which is like the, um, it's like, it's like, I feel like I'm always trying to, I like, I feel like I'm always trying to manifest the ability to be at the lake all the time and always. And Mm -hmm. I feel like where we live in Roanoke, Virginia is like 45 minutes away from um, a man-made lake called Smith mountain Lake. And it's a really fantastic like lake area. And it has a whole like lake life vibe. And it's like, you know, lots of cool houses have been built around it. And there's, you know, it's, it's an awesome, very readily accessible place to us. But like as kids, like the boat that I have now was grandpa's boat. And so it was like, whenever we got to use the boat, it was always in Vermont. It was always like 12 hours away from us, which meant that it was like, like it was so foreign to me to even consider a world where I was in the state of Virginia in a boat. Right. Like it was like, uh, no, I'm in a boat in Vermont. Right. But then that was prohibitively far away. Right. Which has always been like the big, the big problem problem. Like what it, if it was closer, I feel like when summer started, I would just live there for the summer. Right. You know, and just be like, this is just my life now. Oh man. You know? Oh, for sure. Like if we, if we lived in Vermont, every weekend would be there. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. But so the, the issue we have now, and, and even like when I brought the boat home, I do remember like the first time that I got up on the skis behind the boat in Virginia, I was like, this is wild right the best feeling ever i could not believe it's like it's here it's so close and but now now my big dilemma is that it's like i i always think about the lake and i'm like oh can i I, would i would i move to the lake would it be worth driving like an hour every morning every day yeah yeah like in order to like have otherwise unlimited access right but like those are like the things that i feel like my entire life i've always tried to like solve you know it's like if i'm really into something like i built like a rock climbing wall in the attic of my home right super into rock climbing because it was like i want to be able to rock climb even if it's two in the morning yeah and obviously the gym's not gonna let me in um yeah you know and so i I need to solve this somehow right so this is this is the way that like whenever i find something that i love i'm like i have to find a way to always have access to it and right so that's that's where i found myself thinking about for the past several days Well, well let me ask this how often do you use the rock climbing well when i was climbing i used it very frequently yeah um fairly frequently um with the the only issue being that i was really bad at setting routes for myself because like you know you would get up there and the whole idea would be like you know you try to like make a um you try to make like a challenging route Mm -hmm. but then like even like while you were like testing it it was like well i need to be able to do it to make sure i can do it and then it was like wait a second (laughs) but but if i know i can do it then i just know i can do it challenging yeah Yeah. right right and it's like uh an enormous amount of work to set the route yes and then yeah and then even if you do it and even if you make it a little bit even if you find a way to make it a little challenging and then you complete it then it's like well 
Now I did it. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but yes, yeah, so that was, that was, bit, that was like my big problem after like leaving jet skis. I was like, how do I, how do I have jet skis in my life more? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but, I mean, I'm sure there's jet ski rental places at Smith mountain Lake where you can do point. the exact same thing. That, even closer to home. Too. Even closer. Yeah. You don't have yeah. to be at the beach to do the jet skis. This is a good point. All yeah. right, I'll work on so that. I'll work on that. There yeah. is that. Um, I don't know. I feel like I had something else to say. And now I totally lost it. That's okay. That's okay. Popcorn culture is sponsored by June's journey. Okay, so y'all know how we love a good Easter egg in a movie. It's like the creators are just winking at you from the screen, being like, hey, if you know, you know. Well, to spot these, I often feel like my eyes are on just maximum alert, scanning every little nook and cranny of every scene. But I've got to tell you that June's journey takes this concept to a whole new level. With a murder mystery backstory, you enter room after room and are tasked with quickly locating specific objects to progress through the story. And let me tell you what, I assumed I'd be good at this, but I must have played the estate parlor room like 10 times trying to clear it faster. Then there's this whole like customization aspect where you can build out your island as you earn points. It starts as like a beautiful estate, then you can add gardens, fountains, walking paths, and so much more. So find out who murdered June's sister and get lost in the roaring 20s and discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Popcorn Culture is supported by Shopify. If you've ever purchased a candle, coffee, tea, or t-shirt from us, then you've actually interacted with our own Shopify store. Now, in case that's not clear exactly what that means, allow me to explain. Coming up with great merch can be a challenge, and figuring out where and how to sell that merch used to feel like just as difficult, until we found Shopify. Shopify is your no-excuses business partner. You can sell without needing to code or design, just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop in no time. Long before I ever uploaded my first video to YouTube, I tried opening an online store for a past business selling aquarium stuff, as you know I did in a past life, and what I came up with was so complicated. It was the major blockade to creating merch for us for the longest time. That's where Shopify's standout feature must be its user-friendly interface and flexibility. It empowers users, regardless of technical expertise, to create and customize their online stores easily. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Marvel Strike Force. Okay, so are you guys like me? Like where you watch the Avengers, you're like, wow, Nick Fury has no idea how to assemble a team. I would make so many changes. Well, with Marvel Strike Force, you can do just that. Because this game is all about engaging in epic battles, strategically assembling your team of heroes and villains to stop the evil Ultimus. But it is really not just about the battles. I mean, Marvel Strike Force offers an immersive storyline, stunning graphics, and a vast roster of characters to collect an upgrade from Spider-Man to Captain America, Doctor Strange, Doctor Doom to Black Panther, the entire Marvel Universe is yours to explore. So seriously, it doesn't even matter if you're a hardcore Marvel fan or not, or whether you're just looking for like an action-packed RPG experience. Download Marvel Strike Force now on the App Store or Google Play Store and join millions of players worldwide and unleash the power of the Marvel Universe on your mobile device. Plus, this is kind of the cool thing and maybe why you want to do it like right now is because the 
Deadpool anniversary event is going on right now. So there's like weekly events and bonuses. And if you complete each event, you receive special awards and skins and all that fun, cool cosmetic upgrade stuff. And, and we have a unique promo code for every new user. So please follow the link in our description. That's how they know you came from us and use the promo code max pool. And once again, thank you so much to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring this episode. Yeah. Okay, so uh, the other big, the other thing I wanted to talk about today is the is validation. Oh. I know this is like a, okay. like completely, completely well, right. left term. <laughs> so okay, um, the the it's sort of on the heels of last week's conversation again about the catastrophizing stuff, which I think has just been on my mind a bunch because I was like, maybe okay, if I'm doing this all the time and I can like really regulate it, like maybe it'll like help lessen my overall anxiety because you know if like if you're constantly thinking about like the like the worst thing that can come yeah from a situation like for one i i then also find myself fearing that i'm like gonna manifest that negative outcome oh right oh you know, you know what i just remember what i was gonna say okay lay it on me okay because this is sort of in that vein so you asked like did i did i feel like this is just a vacation thing or would, would i like am i trying to get jet skis now right and right. i felt like it was so much fun while we were doing it but like in the back of my mind there was this sort of like um like, you know, whenever we go skiing, there's we, there, we've sort of developed this rule that the the second to last run should actually be the last run. Oh, yes. Right. Yep. yep so yep, it's yep. like, you know, like if you if you finish and you're like and you're all standing at the top of the mountain and you're looking at the clock and you're like, do you think we have time for one more? Like, don't do it. Just like you're you just did. Like, don't do one more. Like, do just finish there. Because right now, everyone's standing at the top and no one is hurt. Yes. Like, just leave now. You already had a great day. That one more run isn't going to change anything. And you're all definitely healthy right now. So there was definitely, like, a sense of, like, well, we've got, like, I think, I think you and me and Beth, I think, were sort of like um there's like there was like a line where the no wake zone ended and we sort of like had 10 minutes left and we were sort of floating right around there and it was like oh, well, what could we do for 10 more minutes and it was like oh we could probably just shoot down there again and shoot back again you know we'll go right. we'll go let it rip one or two more times and like once we were in that zone i was like we're inside of the last run rule right it was like Mm, should we like we definitely have 10 more minutes and we paid for 60 minutes and this would be giving up like you know uh you know a, a sizable percentage of the time we paid for and it is so much fun so yeah let's just go run it down there but there was like a part of me that was really that was like okay we got off and no one got hurt you know right, right, like, right. that was great like you know, I mean, we all had a blast it was good but there was part of me that was like if we get hurt right now mm, you know like we can get we can get out free right now we're, we're definitely good right but, Obviously, we all survived and no one got hurt, but Everybody like was yeah. there was there was that like sense of relief that was like, OK, no one had really any experience doing it. We all managed to go completely full throttle and no one crashed or anything. No one got hurt. We're all great. But like we're, we're clear. You're absolutely <laughs> yeah. right, though, because I do feel like yeah, it was those last few minutes and I was like, you know what? I feel like I've been holding back the whole time. Like maybe I should try those. S-turns. Exactly. Yeah. yeah you're yeah. like, oh, because uh, there's also that party that's like, what if this is only a vacation thing? That means I'm not going to you know, get to try the S turns again until maybe next year. Right. right, right. <laughs> In which case I'll have to spend another 50 minutes building my confidence back up just to even try it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. It was, the, it was the thing I kept coming back to, which was the, uh, and I was observing 
Addie having like a little bit of this like over the week where it seemed like she would like see fun happening with the other kids and it was like she like wanted to go and be involved with it but it was almost like she had like a little bit of shyness a little bit of hesitation it was kind of like mm, like maybe I could like walk over and like I'll just like you know I'll dip my hand in the water and be like yeah. okay everything's fine everything's fine maybe I'll come back and like I'll, bo- I'll put yeah. like a leg in or something um, but it reminded me so much of middle school dances oh. um, I have no idea whether or not this would relate to you or not but like I remember when you're in middle school there weren't even dances they called them like socials but they would have like you know like the local uh radio station come out and like they were like djing and they like play music and they usually mm. had like a like a bouncy castle oh you had oh i remember this is you guys said code word apple yes where you would go try to destroy the bouncy castle. you had different you had socials i because your middle school dances were different from mine because we went to different middle schools yes um so we had y dances y dances y yep. dances where you'd go to the ymca and like unlike this like once a i mean if you i think for if you were in sixth grade, you could go twice a month. You know, there yeah. was it was there were two Fridays a month where you could go do this. And I think if you were in seventh and eighth, it was once um, once a month. But it was I mean, it was popping It literally everyone was there. Right. It was like a you line know? around the building. It, it was, was really a cool. big deal. And it was it was off. You know, it wasn't at school. It was at the Y. So like, there's, you know, a lot more freedom happening. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, but at, at these events, the thing that I would always find is that like, I think on some level they're there, it's like a, it's like, you know, setting up for what will eventually be like homecoming or prom, you know, like where it's like, yeah. a, like a dance, but like, you know, nobody's wearing like dresses or, or suits or anything. Right. Like you're that. just like, there like, in your regular clothes. Right. Yeah. Like whatever you wore to school that day, you just like stayed afterwards and, and now you're, now you're doing this thing. But what I would, what would always happen without fail is that like, they might run until like, you know, seven thirty at night or something. And the whole time everybody would be there, everybody just like standing around like in, in like little pockets in the corner and stuff like that. And like yeah. nobody would actually be dancing, even though the music was playing. Right. And you could have been doing it the whole time. And then like, I think that, you know, there's, this is like probably like, you know, you've got like your like middle school crushes and stuff like that. And there's like those little moments where you're trying to like figure out how to communicate with someone who you might like or something. Yeah. And I feel like the whole time, every there'd be like massive hesitancy from everyone. And then finally it would get to like that last like 15, 20 minutes and everyone's just like, you know what? It's now or never. We should try those S turns right before, before, the time's over. Mm-hmm. And then like at that point in time, like everybody, the whole, the whole grade would go in and like all of a sudden be like dancing for like the last 15 minutes. You get like three songs of just pure bliss. Right. And it would be so much fun. And then, it, and then it's over and then it's over. And then you're like, Oh man, I gotta remember this for next time. But then so much time passes that the next time it rolls around. Anyway, so I kept thinking that Addie was having this particular thing happen to her, mm. which was that like it was like I could tell that she like, really badly wanted to go and like play with the other kids or like or be brave enough to do the thing. And it was like it's like Addie, if you could do breakthrough, I know you'll be so happy that you did it. But it's also like you gotta like let her gotta like let her work through it right on her, on her own time. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. she she was getting there. She was getting there. She's figuring out another no year. Doubt. I think it was yeah, good. it's gonna be great for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, um, so sort of to, 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 to tie these ideas together a little bit, um, they're like, so coming into, you know, the trip, there's like, there's like the worries about like, well, what, what if this goes wrong? What if this happens? And like throughout the course of the week, a couple things like did come up or like, we you know, like we issues or something. And it was like, it was really strange. Cause like on the drive home, Allie was like, I'm surprised you're not like upset about this. And, um, I was like, you know, it's weird because it's like I was worried this would happen and it did happen 
but now I feel validated. Like, like I almost feel like my concerns were like rewarded right. by being correct. By being correct. Wait, correct about what? Just, just about like some, some chaos that in, it ensued on the trip. Okay, okay. Yeah. Just, just like some, you know, like, like little things that were, that were like askew or something like okay. that. Um, you know, I was like, ah, oh, I was like, you know, I was like, I was like really worried about that. And, and it was like, I don't know if it's just because like I was worried something would happen and then it did happen. And th- like, maybe I feel like good that my instincts were correct mm-hmm. but th- this goes back to i think i like a little sentiment it's like a, i've seen like a cartoon of this before but it's like if you expect all the worst case scenarios then even if the worst case scenario happens then at the very least you were right and i was like i hate how much validation means to me <laughs> like it was like it was like i was right not about something positive but i was still right about it right and it's like that is comforting in a way that i don't want it to be right that's um, like in the movie like uh have you, have you seen the big short yes yes yes, yes, where, yes yeah the guy the guys who bet on it are like so happy when it finally pays off and then like brad pitt's character is like do you realize what you're celebrating right now? Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Like, you're celebrating the collapse of the American economy and you're like one of five people who just called it right. So good for you. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like b- being able to call the bad thing happening is financially good for a very, 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 very small group of people. Um, and pretty much terrible for, for yeah. everybody else. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's like, that. that's like a, like, uh, yeah. Um, but so anyway, I mean, I think it's, it's like a, it's a weird one because I, I definitely find myself, um, like, struggling maybe with like like that craving for validation do you have this ever i mean sure i think everyone you know craves validation of some kind yeah right yes this is this is like the thing i remember um i think uh while we were still doing the vlogging there was like one day in particular where we started the episode we're being like yeah we had couples counseling this morning and blah 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 and like a whole slew of comments came through and like oh my god been announced in couples counseling like what's going on yeah you know and it was like no no no, no, it's just we're just you know being like preemptive we're just trying to like you know take steps to like make sure that we're it's like it's like having like a physical done or whatever right, right yeah know, for the relationship it's like let's go and like make sure we like work through these things but one of the things that we talked about in the sessions for me in particular uh and i don't mind sharing this is just sort of like that i like i walked in and i was like all right this is gonna be great i'm gonna be able to like tell this person like this mediator like like ali i need more validation like inside of the relationship and like this guy is gonna help us right figure out how to achieve that yeah <laughs> and we walked in and i remember the first he was like he was like all right we're not going to talk to ali for a second we're going to focus on you why do you need validation? <laughs> it was yeah. like, he was like, she doesn't need to provide you with validation. Why do you need validation? It's, right. like, it's not her responsibility. I was like, wait, what? this is backfiring on me. What do you mean? <laughs> like, but I thought it was so interesting because I remember going, like, I remember walking out of that feeling like so shell shocked because I was like, huh, why do I want this so bad? No. <laughs> you know, but I, I can't tell if that's like a highly relatable thing or if that's just something that, that is particularly like locked into like my, my own way of thinking about the world. Right. Like, yeah, so that was, that was, that was mostly what it came down to is I was like, I was, I was driving home and I was like, oh man, why am I, why am I okay? Like, I'm glad that I'm okay. And now this is the dilemma. I was like, I was glad that I was okay. I was glad that I wasn't like upset about something. I was like, but the reason is because the thing I worried would happen would happen. And it just meant that I was right. Right. So you were, that, that's why you were okay. Yes. Because you like correctly predicted it. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. Like, this is, this is like, like, they're like competing things. It's like, Oh, I feel good. The bad thing happened. Right. Wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't it be better if the bad thing didn't happen? It'd be, yes. like, it'd be better, but I would have been wrong. Yeah. Right. 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 Yes. Yeah. yeah. Can't right. That. No. Or maybe no. you can. 
Yeah, anyway, you can't. Well, this is, I mean, it's such a tricky question because there's like so many forms of like validation and it sounds like you're struggling with some sort of like self-validation rather than like maybe an external validation or something. Certainly is that. Certainly yeah. Is that. Yeah, I think I think probably there's there's something like where if you spend all of your time worried that something bad is going to happen and, and this is why I, I was trying to really focus on this in the past week, but if you spend all of your time expecting something bad to happen, then it's it's like that, like Newt's Commander quote. It's like the, you know, like um, worrying just means you suffer twice. Right. It's and like, yeah, it's like, look, if the bad thing happens, you're going to suffer no matter what. And if you're just worried about it and then it happens, then you were suffering beforehand and you were suffering. And it's not like, it, yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, and and so I, I think that's what like what it comes out. It's, it's like a cathartic kind of like, like, I don't, I don't even know. It's like, you're like, oh, it's painful, but at least at least at least I, I read I read the signs and and so I think that maybe that's a piece of it though is that it's like when you're going through life and you are worried about things it's like what you're trying to test is your instincts like when people are like oh you, you got to trust your gut on this one right like that's always one of those things where I'm like I never know when to trust my gut I'm not even sure if I know what my gut sending me a message like looks like Look, or feels, feels like mm-hmm. do you do you have like gut instincts on things ever like I, well like, actually i'm gonna i'm gonna try i think i've talked about this before and i guess yes sometimes um but i, I think the sometimes when like just on like a, a, a low stakes level this often happens to me with like uh pokemon cards okay a lot of times i this uh, i love low stakes level that's okay a, that's a great place to tell it great yeah. so like there'll be often times when i will like you know read a card or something or like um, see like a combo or think like oh, I bet this would be pretty good right now but then like you know I watch a bunch of like YouTube videos all the time I'm like you know I listen to podcasts about it and stuff and like you know it, it, no one's no one at like the top level is like running this thing or something right and it's like okay so they, they are probably right because they are way better at the game than me so probably since they're not running it I shouldn't run it because clearly if 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 they're better than me and they're not running it, they like don't consider this good or whatever. So it's like you'll read and you're like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not even going to try this because clearly it's not good. And then you'll fast forward like two weeks or something. And, um, like a, a, a new, a new regional tournament will have new results or something. And they'll go through the list and be like, Ooh, I love that like spicy card right here. And it's like, that's the card. Like, you know, it's like, ah, I thought, I, was, of that. I, thought I was there. I had it. I, 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 I arrived there myself and I talked myself out of it. Like, why did I do that? Like it was, it, 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 it right there, you know, like, so it's like one of those things where it's like, I had an idea and I didn't trust my instincts because I just assumed other people knew better. And then someone else also figured it out and now they're succeeding. Right. And I'm like, man, why didn't I, ju- why didn't I just, why didn't I just, yes. You're right. And, and I mean, but like, you know, I think that that's another one of those instances though, where it's like, it's like, d- does that help you feed that gut instinct in the future. So like if you're able to like then press forward and you're, you're like another situation where you're like, you know what? Nobody's playing this. And I was right about the last one, even though it hadn't like, it hadn't come to pass yet. Like, like, do you feel like there's a greater likelihood in the future that if you're like, you know what? I was right last time. I might be right again this time. Yeah. Or like, or like how much do you think like, or was that just chance? Was I just lucky? Like, yeah, there are down. It certainly does that. Cause it, you're right. Like there is a, like a momentary, like you should just trust your instincts, just do it. And then sure enough, like when you're going and like building the neck next time, you're like, mm. and the weird thing is that like, I was like, this stuff will affect my, like even just testing or like playing or something. Right. You know, it's like, like that it, it hurts nobody or it like, like why won't you even just try it out? in your 
practice games online? Like, what are you afraid the person, the random person you don't know across from you is going to be like, what the heck is this guy doing? What an idiot. Right. You know, like that, that's not a thing. That's not a thing at all. And it's like, even, even if they thought that, even if you made this completely random call, that was terrible. Like, so what? Right. Like there's, there's nothing to lose from it, except like one game of Pokemon, which you were testing to see if you had a good idea. And if you learned that you didn't, then that's what you were trying to learn. So it's like, why can't you just like, why can't you internalize it? It's like a tricky thing. Or like, uh, I think uh, this, a very similar thing happened to me on, um, uh, Marvel Snap recently. Those up twelve cards decks, so it's very small. Right. Right. Okay. Um, I was uh, I was playing a move. I was playing what's called a move deck, um, and I was like, mm, I'm feeling like I don't know if this is like I don't know if I feel like this is good or not. So I was like, I just looked up like you know what's what's a new deck you can build around this card because they release like a new card every season or whatever. And like the first result popped up, and it's got like eleven of the twelve cards in the same deck, and I'm like, yep, okay, well. I'll, I'll go ahead and make that one change, but clearly I was already on to it, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, yep. So yeah. All right. <laughs> no, but I think that that's great because my, my suspicion is that like when it comes down to it, like for your competitive card playing type stuff is that like the, and, and I do think it's fascinating that for the most part, it seems like winning decks of like the major regional tournaments or worlds or whatever end up being revealed to the general public. So like, like when I go back to like my, my Diablo days, like I remember like, people would have figured out like the optimized builds for any specific character. They would go on and you could like literally just be like, okay, they said to use this helmet. So I'll use that helmet, this armor. So I'll use that armor, this, the, these boots, these gloves, like whatever, you know, like it all comes together. And as long as you're following the formula that everybody else has figured out how to optimize, then you have the best character. Right. However, you're in a game that is evolving so much faster than Diablo two did. Right. Which is to say that like at any point in time, after any given tournament, it could be the case that the entire card list is published. So, you know, like which helmet, to wear which armor to wear which boots which gloves. yeah it wasn't like every every three months a brand new like 100 items was introduced into diablo comes, and yeah, yeah like, it wasn't that yeah they didn't go like okay clearly yeah like what happens especially these days like i bet you in diablo 4 this is a thing that happens or uh, who knows who knows i'm sure there are games where this happens where like the developers will look at all the stats and be like oh man like 80% of people are wearing a Shaco right now. So, um, which is a helm. Yeah, which is which is a helmet. Um, so we're in the next patch, we want to try and uh, diversify the uh, pool so that people are being a little bit more creative. So we're just going to nerf the Shaco. And even though it used to give you plus two to all skills, now it's just going to give you plus one to all skills. Yes. And it'd be like, they would just make that update and everyone would go, mah, 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 but then they'd, you know, you'd figure it out and everyone would change and adapt. And it, like, it forces the game to constantly be different. And, and I think that back in its heyday, it was much more common for stuff like this to take place yeah. like it was it was much more common for them to be like eh, everybody's kind of figured out how to do this like one thing and it's pretty much impossible to beat them and it's all everybody's running so let's yeah. change it um but then after a certain point in time the game was like 20 years old and they were just like well people who are just playing at this point are just playing for nostalgia so just let them go and use their shako right yeah um <laughs> and then that's and that's fine at that point in time but what i was going to say is that like for for what you're doing where the game is constantly evolving and like the pokemon trading card company is like putting out like new entire sets of cards every three months months you know without fail it's like in order to be that person who publishes their deck list because you won a regional tournament almost at some point in time it's going to mean that you're going to need to follow a gut instinct that goes beyond the grain enough yes to where it's like you have made a decision that other people have not yet considered and that decision is what brought your unique flavor of gameplay to to the top no you're exactly right because it is super uncommon for it to be like okay 
this guy ran these 60 cards and he won this tournament and now everyone knows what those 60 cards are and then next week those same 60 cards won again and the next week the same 60 card it's not like yeah it's not like oh once we know the 60 like tons of people will play that 60 for sure like people will use it and copy it and do it and that's totally fine that's a very common practice or whatever but like it's rare for the same exact list to win over and over and over like yes normally it's like it might be very similar it might be 57 of the same 60 but someone will have put in a new spice in there that is going to like give them the edge they will have read it correctly and trusted themselves enough to run it this way instead of that way and that's why they won yeah and so that's that's like what it comes down to with it with the gut instinct that was asking basically is like like will you are you more inclined to follow your gut the more times that you've seen it like play out in a way that that is satisfactory right because that is that is the thing that i feel like i struggle with the most is that usually by the time i catch on to a pattern i feel like i have caught it so far at the tail end of everything that trying to um to, to, to use the past data points to predict the future it's almost like you've already watched it like like peak and then fall and now that it is falling you're you're projecting on the basis of that upward trajectory and now it's on the decline right so now you doubled down on something that is actually going in the opposite direction exactly and i i feel like this ends up being the issue for for me a lot of times when it comes to trusting my gut is that it's like okay okay enough experience has taught me this is the right thing and then it's like it was the right thing three months ago. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. Uh, I feel like this has happened on, on numerous occasions. Like uh, we, we always talk about with, with like super Carlin brothers, like merch is something that, and this is why we do like the quarterly merch for Patreon, because it's a much better way to predict yeah. like the, the appropriate volumes to order. Because when somebody is again, purchasing merch for like a, like a content creator or someone that they like, you know, they're hoping that that support supports the creator. But if the creator has done a poor job of estimating how many things yeah, to buy to buy in advance, then sometimes it can end up being like, well, thank you for being one of the people who bought the shirt, but we didn't buy enough shirts or we did or we bought way too many shirts. Right. That you know, like the demand ends up having like a great disparity between it and like, you know, whatever. Um, and then I feel like this has happened to me on numerous occasions where every single time my gut is absolutely certain that we have like nailed a piece of merchandise. It's like, nope. This one, this 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 one wasn't it. <laughs> this one went south. <laughs> this one went. But then sometimes I'm like, oh, this will never work. And then it does, and you're like, what? Yeah. It's like, it's like all I want to do is feed my. I want to feed my gut knowledge that it can use to make better decisions in the future. Yeah, and it keeps just being a scatter plot. <laughs> yes, and I'm so I'm so I'm so bad at it. Um, but this is also we were talking about this uh, also on the drive home from the beach over the weekend. Alice and I were talking about test taking. Yeah. And she was like, you know, I was always a good test taker because I always felt like I could just like deduce out you know, based on the other available answers. Yeah. And so I was, I was like saying like, but I think that you're not giving yourself enough credit. Cause she's like, well, if I don't know the correct answer, I can just like, I can like whittle it down to like a 50, 50 or something right. like that. And I'm like, but the knowledge of why other answers are incorrect also represents something that you know about the subject matter, even if you don't know the specific answer to, to this the question one. yeah exactly so like um i think the example i gave is like you know who was the third president of the united states and like the answers might be like uh tyler adams thomas jefferson abraham lincoln and george washington or something and, and you might be able to be like okay well like i don't know which one is the third one but i know that lincoln was the 16th president it's like okay so like then you have knowledge about Right. You you have knowledge about Lincoln. It doesn't necessarily specific like you know, do you know what I mean? Like it means uh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, your your presidential subject matter is or like knowledge is still is still present and that is still helping you 
make like a good decision. And like, I feel like a lot of times whenever I failed at this, it was like, I can't think of anything that I know about any of these presidents right. <laughs> to the point where I can even like wheedle it down to three. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, I'm not sure at all anything. And it's like, okay, that's, that's where it's like, this, this was my problem. And maybe that just speaks to just underpreparedness for the, the particular Perhaps. examination. I yeah. remember in sixth grade, I had a um, social studies teacher who just like, she'd spent like half the class one day teaching us like, like uh, multiple choice patterns to look for okay. like in tests. Like it doesn't matter what the subject is. Like if all you had was the question, just like ways to narrow it down to try and help you get better tests. And like I used that information for the rest of my life. It was no like way. some of the most useful stuff ever. And it was just like, it was amazingly always like true. So like one uh, thing was that like, if you really have no idea, choose the longest answer. Like the longest answer is usually is, is more often than not, if you have no idea, the right one. Okay. Like, so sometimes, you know, you might have a sentence where it, it might have like, um, you know, a, a multiple choice and the A, B, C, and D are all like a sentence. And like, you know, B is like two sentences is like, it's probably B. Okay. Like it was like, that was one of her tips. One was that like, um, you can always, like sometimes, um, like you'll, they, they there was like a, the, the answers were clearly trying to trip you up, but normally like two of them would agree with each other in a way that the other two didn't. So you might have like, was the answer like George Washington, George Jefferson, Abe Lincoln, or, you know, James Madison. It's like, okay, these two both have George. So it's one of those. Okay. Like yeah, yeah. immediately, like clearly the other two, like the, you're trying to trip me up with the last name, but you've in doing so you've eliminated the other two. Right. And that right. was one, uh, one was just like always, if you really don't know, and it, none of these other things are applying, it's like C is like, like just the most likely the one they landed on is the most random. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. See, I mean, cause that's your, it's sort of like wrong answer. Yeah. Wrong answer. answer. Right, right answer. answer. Wrong answer. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So C is always the best guess for a complete random one because like the people making the test aren't completely random sure. and they will naturally gravitate towards C as the quote unquote most random answer. And then the other one was that, like, just make sure you read all the questions because sometimes certain questions will answer other questions for you. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and yes. it was like, Oh yeah. wait, this one said that in the question, which means this is actually the right answer on this one. Right. And like just, just those tips were like they got me so many more questions correct that i didn't know the answers to on tests later down the line right and it was um oh i always thought that was just like man i was so lucky to have had this particular lesson on that one day right no that that's incredibly yeah. helpful to to have that additional piece of information to like then it's like okay all bets are off i don't know let me start applying what i do now yeah yeah that's like oh question c and it's yeah. also the longest like right. that's a double whammy yeah <laughs> right there you go ba boom ba bam there you go Got that one right. Um, yeah, so that was one of my... Yeah, my wife has tried to call me twice, so I might need to go take a phone call real quick, but we can... Uh, actually, we're just sort of near the end, so maybe we'll just wrap it up. Okay, are we okay? Are we I think we're spot? okay. I okay. think we're in a good spot. Okay, all right. Well, there we go. So, guys, uh, as ever, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of The Pop. Be sure to let us know if you have any test-taking tips yeah. for us, because I feel like I feel like even though I don't have any real reasons to take any future examinations mm -hmm. in my life that I'm aware of. Yeah. I like still, I still harbor some like a small amount of like anxiety and like, I wish I was just better at it. Absolutely. Like, I, I definitely, even like the SATs, it's always like one of these like stamps on my life where I'm like, I'm like, I feel like I could have just, I feel like I could have done better. I should have done better. Like, can can you just go back and take the SATs as an adult? Can I, right? Like, yeah. Can you just sign up to do it? Can I like refresh my score and just be like, oh yeah, 
I did way better now. That would was... be amazing. That would be a fun challenge. <laughs> that sounds like a vlog. It does. I retook the SATs. Here's how I did. At 34. I yeah. bet I would do horrible. Yeah. I'm sure I don't remember anything about like the trigonometry. Oh and, my gosh. No. Yeah. yeah. I would need some serious refreshers some, for sure. Some tutoring. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's something to consider. But yeah. you, could, you could, I would, I could take it seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I know. know. Like, properly like, you know, go right. in and like, yeah. I mean, that'd be interesting. Get like as a, as a 34 year old, could you, um, could you ace the SATs? Ooh. Could you get a 1600 down? That'd be interesting to find out. Anyway, otherwise, uh, have you ever ridden a jet ski? Let us know about your experiences. Right? You can send all of your feedback to popcornculturepod at gmail.com. Uh, also, if you were at all interested in still getting in on that uh, Deneen Popcorn Culture coffee mug for the quarterly merch, we kind of touched on, touched on merch a little bit in today's episode. Um, there are pictures of it that are finally available over yeah! on the Patreon. Uh, and if you're watching the video version, we'll also put one of those on screen so you can get a gander at what they look like. Uh, at this point, you would need to sign up for the annual quarterly merch uh, membership in order to get in on the mug before before the end of the month uh, but otherwise and that's at patreon.com slash popcorn culture but otherwise guys until next time pop pop